Welcome to Ecology Matters, a podcast from the Ecological Society of Australia, featuring ecologists from all over the country. The, the biodiversity in this part of the world is just incredible. It's, it's not just ice and snow, it's teeming with life on the coast. I see that and I say, okay, well, that's a great opportunity to study, to study it more. Looking at those sites gives you a sense of joy and, and hope. Love being around, it's incredible. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a really awesome program and it's just so healing, like, for our whole community. It's the beauty of ecology is that it's so interconnected. Yeah, it's been really exciting, actually. Our guest this episode is Dr Holly Bradley, Research Fellow at Curtin University in Western Australia. As part of her PhD, Holly worked in partnership with the Badamaya people to study the Western spiny-tailed skink. As a result of that work, Holly and her Badamaya colleagues are writing a dual-language picture book that will act as a teaching resource and a way of conserving the critically endangered Badamaya language. Holly was awarded the 2022 Next Generation Ecologist Award to support this project. If you could tell us a little bit about the Western spiny-tailed skink that you studied during your PhD, can you give us a bit of information about this really interesting creature and why it has now been listed as endangered? Sure. So the western spiny-tailed skink is a subspecies of Agernia called Agernia stokesii badia and it lives within a pocket in the middle of Western Australia in the Midwest and Wheatbelt region and they, they're they about the same size as a bobtail or a blue tongue lizard, so 20 centimetres from the snout to the base of their tail, except they're quite distinct. They have spiny scales, particularly on their tail, hence the spiny-tailed skink. And they're quite unusual for reptiles as they actually live in family groups together in a log pile home. And so they have a permanent log pile residence, or some people call it log castles, where they all live together in in a group within that log castle. And unfortunately, they are endangered. There's, this is due to a number of threats, unfortunately. For example, habitat clearing and degradation. There's a lot of agriculture in the Wheatbelt region in particular, which has cleared habitat and cleared um, corridors between habitat patches too. Uh, introduced predators are also a problem and other factors such as firewood collection. So for tourists and people camping who go and collect firewood, this can be quite a problem because uh, if they have a permanent log pile home and you destroy that to take it for firewood, that can be quite a problem for the families. So unfortunately, there's a number of factors influencing their them becoming endangered and so we do need to to input management to help make sure that there aren't further declines. And why did you choose this species as your PhD subject? I was quite interested because it's as a subspecies we didn't really know anything much about them at all so I got to start at the beginning and figure out their ecological requirements which was quite fun to get to start at the beginning and find out some really key um, biological information about about the skinks. And also I'm quite interested in applied science. So as well as just figuring out their ecology, I was working with people on the ground um, 
for example, at mining companies where the skinks occur and they want to know how to better manage them, I got to help figure out some information about their requirements to help improve their management and hopefully reduce their decline in the Midwest. And during your PhD, you also discovered that they're quite culturally significant to the Batamaya people. Can you explain a bit why they are so significant to the Batamaya? So during my PhD, I was quite interested in communicating to, as well as the scientific community, the community on country, so in the area where I conducted my research in the Midwest. And through this, I had the privilege of being introduced to Elder Daryl Fogarty and I got to learn his story about the spiny-tailed skink, also known as Milu in Vadimaya, and how that it represents a totem for himself as well as his family. So it holds quite strong cultural significance for him and his family and that's why it was quite sad to find out that he didn't remember the last time he'd seen uh, the western spiny-tailed skink in the area where he lived. So after that, we, we've done quite a bit of work together in science communication as well as working out how to bring back or how to manage these skinks so that, so that they can return or um, be kept in the areas where they still exist. And you, you mentioned there about working together in science communication. Part of that is writing a picture book series. Um, can you tell us why you decided to write this picture book series and um, how, it's, how it's been going? Yeah, I, I feel quite strongly that as well as scientific communication to the scientific community and writing scientific articles which communicates to the scientific community that it's also important to connect research findings with the broader public as well as the community where I conducted my research on country in the Midwest and as well as this helping break down the barriers between different generations and communicate science in a way that's easily understood by younger people too to help connect them one with nature and two with science as well. So I had the idea of writing a picture book to help communicate in simple ways some of the importance of the ecology of the western spiny-tailed skink. But I also thought it was important to communicate the cultural significance and that it's important not to just conserve the skinks because of their ecological significance but also importance to people and culture. And so I had communication with um, Elder Daryl Fogarty, who I've had the privilege of working quite a bit with, and he agreed to help with the picture book and work with me on the story and translating it into Maya so that we have English as well as the Maya language, which is quite important as it's a critically endangered language, so it's helping to conserve that as well and share the language and help the younger generation be re-exposed to the language and so we're hoping it's a way of connecting people from a range of different ages and cultures to the story about the western spiny-tailed skin and why it's so important to conserve them. 
and also it's creating a teaching resource is is your hope that it might actually be introduced into classrooms and and used on a broad scale throughout western australia yeah it's becoming more and more realized that literature exposing children to a range of cultures particularly in australia um, indigenous culture is quite important so providing a resource where kids can be exposed to native Australian wildlife that's endangered as well as understanding why they're important as well as the cultural significance of the skink and um, being exposed to language as well. We're hoping it will be not only conserving the language and connecting kids on country with with the Badimai language but used um, hopefully across Western Australia and Australia as a teaching resource to to help kids as well as a wider audience be connected with that message. Yeah, and it, it really does seem to be a perfect example of that two-way science that we talk about a lot, um, you know, really respecting and engaging on, on both sides of a, of a cultural partnership. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, so two-way or right-way science is all about respecting different knowledge systems and listening and learning from each other and I do think it's really important so that we have the best understanding to to create the best management programs with all of the knowledge that we have access to and so I do think it's something that's really important something that I've tried to do so hopefully it is a good example of right way science but I've definitely throughout my research tried to engage with the Badimai community where I was conducting my research and developed a really good relationship with Elder Daryl Fogarty and got to listen to his stories and go out together on site and try and look for skinks as well as think about how to bring back skinks to areas where they might not be anymore. So I definitely think that in ecology and conservation where we're trying to conserve species, doing it in a way that is culturally appropriate too is really important. Mm. And can I ask how the, the development of the book is going? When, when, when might we expect to see it on, on the shelves or in classrooms? Yeah, so the, the 2022 Next Generation Ecologist Award was a big help in getting it off the ground and getting us started. So the story's been written. I've also taken it to different libraries across uh, Perth and tested it on different different children and their parents and gotten feedback to, to refine the story to make sure the message is getting across and that was quite fun. And so now we're at the stage. It's It's been a great process, um, not just... Daryl Fogarty, but his family's also been involved. So they're working on concept sketches now to help with the translation of English into Badimaya. And then after we get the translation, it will be ready to submit to a publisher. So hopefully, if not by the end of this year, next year, it should be on the shelves. We're hoping. Fingers crossed. Ecology Matters is a podcast by the Ecological Society of Australia a not-for-profit organisation supporting ecologists and ecological science in Australia. We acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. 
we pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. To learn more about our work, follow us on social media, visit our website or sign up to our newsletter. You can find links to these in the show notes. The theme music is Glow by Scott Buckley. Lastly, thank you to all the ecologists who have taken part in this series and shared their perspectives on why ecology matters.